Hello, and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Purdy, and I've spent the last 13 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. I'm Elisa Purdy, your host. And today I'm here with a very special guest. Her name is Jessica Clark, and Jess is a business consultant. She is a local here in the Santa Barbara area, and she is just such an amazing human. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you on today. We have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in your world. And we're going to talk about your upcoming event here in a little bit, but I really want people to hear how it all started for you. Yeah. Why? Okay. Where do I even begin? (laughs) So over the past 15 years, my husband and I have built, owned, and operated seven restaurants. And I'll start from the beginning of how we even started that. But I feel like it's important to share that I'm now down to one because that's that's a real big victory for me. So I started working in restaurants when I was 14. I should have been 15, but I think I was turning 15 the week later. So they accepted my worker's permit. But I started working in restaurants in Santa Barbara at that age and continued working in them throughout high school and college. Uh, when I graduated college, I graduated with a degree in communications from um, San Diego State University, moved back home to work for the radio stations here in Santa Barbara. And at that time, I was engaged and eventually married to my first husband. And he ended up passing away about six months later after I after we got married. And that point, I had been working, like I said, at the radio stations for a couple of years. I had done really well. But of course, after my first husband passed away, I didn't want to go back. It was just too hard for me to go back. And I knew that I wanted to do something else. I just wasn't quite sure yet. And I needed to take a little bit of time to heal and figure it out and get back on my feet. And during that time, Because I'm born and raised in this area, because my first husband was born and raised in this area, I was super fortunate to have a ton of community support. And it buoyed me through, obviously, some of the most difficult times. I was only 26 when he passed away. So I was really quite young. young. Mm -hmm. And But I had this huge community lifting me up and surrounding me. And... I feel like that was a huge part of just what propelled me forward. And okay, I can do this. What's next for me? Let's go. I had a friend at the time that was working for a company called Southern Wine and Spirits. And I thought, gosh, that sounds like kind of fun to sell wine to restaurants and bars and mm-hmm. all the things. Started working for them about, like I said, about six to eight months after Eric had passed away. Eric was my first husband and did really well but I was working for corporate America and I was working with, I think it was probably 85% male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And and I felt invisible. And I felt like every time I reached my goals at the end of the month, it was like, great, good job. Here's next month's goals. 
And I just never really felt seen or I never felt appreciated. And I felt like I was told to work with one hand tied behind my back and succeed, but it was really never quite enough. I also dealt with a lot of Me Too stuff during those times, but that's a whole mm. other podcast. I want to mm. focus on it this time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that at that point, I had met my now second husband. This was obviously a few years later. And I left uh, that Southern Wind and Spirits job and just told him, I said, I just need to figure something else out. So I got a job as a part-time wine manager at a local restaurant, still doing what I knew how to do. But in my mind, I'm marinating and thinking about what could be next for me. Fast forward, we found a spot on Linden Avenue on Carpentria. I realized that Carpentria was missing a place for people like he and I to gather at that point. We didn't have kids yet. We wanted to go have a place we could go hang out, have a good time, not quite a bar and not quite a restaurant, but something in between. So we built, remodeled a a space six months later. Gosh, six months seems to be like a scene. Interesting. (laughs) We opened the doors to Cork Tree Cellars, and that was the first one of the seven. That was in 2008. Going back to that community and that support I had when I experienced losing my first husband, that came full circle again, opening up a business in my same hometown. I felt like my community was behind me 100%. They wanted to see me succeed. And in turn, I wanted to succeed for them too and for myself and to be like, thank you. Thank you for doing what you did for me. And now it's my turn to give back. A huge part of all of our businesses has always been a really big giving back component. I do feel like with our smaller communities, Santa Barbara, Carpentria, even Ventura, it's really important to have that connection with your community. And it's really important to bring people into what you're doing and allow them to feel like they're a part of your journey and therefore a part of your success. So I relied on that a ton and was really lucky and grateful to have a lot of that support for the restaurant journey that I went on. Mm-hmm. And how many restaurants did you end up opening in total? Seven. That's amazing. Yeah. So we had uh, Cork Tree. We opened up in 2008. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, I thought there needs to be a sandwich shop in Carpentria. I was a big fan of Pinino, mm-hmm. but we didn't have one in Carp. And then I heard rumblings that they were going to maybe open in Carp. I'm like, if somebody's going to open up a sandwich restaurant, it's going to be me opened that 2011 and then had my daughter 2013 opened up Rincon Brewery in 2014 my son 2015 so really the last two restaurants we ended up opening we had three Rincon Breweries which my husband was the founder and did all the building for three PB&Js and the one cork trade so the last PB&Js and the last Rincon Brewery were both built right when the pandemic was starting. So that was really challenging. Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, the PBNJs, the last one we opened, didn't make it. We opened it up in a community that was surrounded by big, huge corporate corporations. And that was where our business would have come from. But everybody left, never came back to work. Yeah. So 
He didn't survive, but I guess one out of seven ain't too bad. So absolutely. And then how did it change when your kiddos were born? Was was that sort of the catalyst for maybe we need to switch gears or what was that like? Yeah, I think when my daughter Harper was born in 2013, I obviously took a few months off. I was really fortunate to have some wonderful women that came into my life that helped me take care of her. And then when I had my son Dax in 2015, again, I had somebody to kind of help out. I think when you're owning a restaurant, no matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, it's really important for you to be there. Fortunately for me, I wasn't really running the Rincons. I helped get them off the ground, but they were being run by other people or other partners. Mm-hmm. With Corktree, I had an amazing manager that was there obviously in the evenings when I would want to be home with my babies. Yeah. Since PB&Js, the business hours were 10.30 to 4.30, it was doable for a little while. And I hate to say that once I had kids, I didn't want to keep on working or having a career. I just wanted it to be different. Mm-hmm. I needed it to look different. And I was able to sustain it for a long time and feel like I was doing everything pretty well. But really, once the pandemic hit, was when I'm homeschooling a kindergartner and a second grader trying to keep these seven restaurants from failing, keeping afloat 200 plus employees. It was for everybody. We all have our own pandemic story, but it was so stressful. And I just, something had to give. So we obviously kept the restaurants as much as we could, except for that that one little bugger that we that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. We kept those and kept on kind of nose the grindstone. I wanted to keep them successful, obviously, to support our family. But also as a business person, if you want to sell something, it's got to be a viable business if you want to get any money out of it. So the wheels started in motion for me to sell cork tree sellers. And Before that, my husband had put on, we call it putting back on the bags. So going back into construction, we we sold our shares in Rincon Brewery right after, a year after that, we sold Cork Tree Cellars. Just this summer, we sold PB&Js in Carpinteria. So basically the last three summers we've gotten, we've unloaded something. And so now we just still have the one PB&Js down south in Port Rainimi which I have a partner in and he's able to run the day-to-day. So now, because I was always being approached by different fellow business owners or fellow entrepreneurs or just friends that's, can you help me with this? Or how did you do that? Or tell me what to do or help me with my profit and my loss and my employees and all the things. I think because like I said, yeah, restaurants, I can kind of I shouldn't say run them in my sleep because I really couldn't, but it's something I know really well. But I think in business, I just have been blessed and I just have a mind for it. I understand it. It makes sense to me. I can see not only a bigger picture, but I tend to have a laser focus of what I feel could be adjusted to make a business better. So it was just a real natural progression for me to start a consulting business. And I really couldn't be happier. It's been incredible. You've been by my side literally since the beginning. It's just getting started. And yeah, it it feels like I'm working probably harder than I have in a long time, but it doesn't feel 
it doesn't feel as stressful as running the restaurants did. It's like a different kind of stress. It's a good stress. And I'm working from home mostly. Sometimes it, most of the time in my pajamas, which is fantastic. I love that. And it'll ebb and flow. You're newer to the online space and you're in the middle of a huge project right now, which we'll talk about here in a second. But there is, there's ebbs and flows. Like I'm looking at my whiteboard right now. It is full. It's not always full, but when it is, it feels like a lot, but in a really good way because you could do it from anywhere. Like you said, you can be in your pajamas if you want to. And it's just so rewarding to to be doing what you're really passionate about and what you're really good at. And I think your skill set in particular is so valuable. I've never met anyone who has opened, not just opened a restaurant, run a restaurant and sold a business. (laughs) That is beginning to end. And so I think you are a huge asset to anybody who works with you. Anybody. Thank you. Yeah, It's a really big deal. I know I've been fascinated from day one because I met you uh, a year and a half ago at a retreat that you put on with two other partners. And the way that you take care of people, just as an attendee to observe how the people running the event run it differently for different personalities, you are someone that takes care of people. Like you are a nurturer. You're the mama bear. (laughs) Yes, I sure am. (laughs) You're the mama bear with this great attention to detail. In the event that you ran the Elevate retreat in March 2022? Yeah. Yes. 2022. The details were so good. So there was one thing I really want you to share, the one activity where you had to contact everyone's person, family. What was that? Can can we disclose? Up to you. (laughs) Yes, we can. I can pick something else. Up to you. Totally up to you. Or we could what? Pick something else. <laughs> Maybe I'll just have more broad strokes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So I think that with Elevate, because we had the opportunity for it to be like a cozy cocoon for the weekend, mm-hmm. it started with these plush, luxurious robes that we all, we got these robes. They're like a hooded, what material it even is that? I don't even know. It's, it's like a cloud. It's a cloud. And we thought, oh, these will be fun for the women to take home. Oh, my gosh. We all ended up wearing them. Oh, I don't think anybody, like, changed out of them the entire weekend. We all just were walking around all day in these fluffy, cozy bathrooms. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I think also as a busy working woman, and for me as a busy working mom, that to go somewhere for a weekend and feel like someone's taking care of you and thinking about the things that you need before you even know that you might need them. And also what you mentioned, the broad strokes of having those who are in your life encourage you to do so. And to, I think, sometimes leaving our homes or leaving our day-to-day lives or Unfortunately, I know we're all learning and it's something that I would love to say that I don't have. I have guilt. I have guilt around it that I'm going to go do something just for me and leave my family behind. My husband, gratefully, is awesome and amazing and very capable. And my children are very used to him being here with them, as with me. But there is. There's that element of, do I deserve this? And I really wanted the women that were there to really feel that, to not only give themselves permission, but hear about how others in their lives 
wanted them to do that. It was pretty magical to be able to show you guys that the people that are in your lives love you and want you to take care of you too. I often think that we just assume that they don't, but they do. And it is true when you put your, what is it when you're on an airplane, when you put the mask on your face Mm -hmm. or they say, put your mask on oxygen mask on before your child. And I, my kids are now 10 and eight and my instinct would be to take care of them first, make sure they're going to, but I get it. If I'm not okay, if I'm not breathing, how am I going to help them breathe? So anyways, so with Elevate, that was, for me, that was the real basis of it was let me take care of these ladies. Let me help them feel nurtured and seen and supported. And I think really everything goes back, like I said, to, to feeling how I felt in that real pivotal moment moment of my life when I was 26 that I did, I felt taken care of and it stuck. It stuck with me to really want to do that for others. And I really enjoy it. I feel really lucky to be able to do that. I used to do it through food and restaurants and now I do it through consulting and connecting. So I'm just doing it in a different way. Yeah. That's a, that is a great point. I see that. I see that as like reoccurring for you in different ways. Yeah. So that has led you to your latest business venture, The Connected Co. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that. So The Connected Co. is my consulting company. Mm -hmm. The three pillars are connection, community, and collaboration. There you go again. I'm connecting people. I'm uh, connecting them to their community, whether it be you and I might be talking or you might be a client of mine and you tell me, okay, so I'm opening up a business and I want the business to be in Santa Barbara and I want it to be, uh, let's just say, a clothing business. Say, okay, call this person for to find you a space and to be your real estate person to find you a good lease. Call this person, look over your lease. This person will help you make sure you don't get into a lease that's not good for you. Then you want to call this person to drop your plans. So for me, I'm because I've been through it, because my husband does it still all the time, the brick and mortar stuff is, okay, let me just show you what to do here. And you and I are working on a course that I'm going to be able to sell and hand to people and be like, here you go. Here's your cliff notes of 15 years of me figuring it out. I'm just going to condense it into this course for people. But I'm able to really connect people to other business owners It just happens to be it's usually other women in our community that can help them, that they can collaborate and work together. So that's one pillar of my new business. And then, so I'm not an event planner for other people. I put on events. So I'm not quite sure because people say, oh, you're an event planner. I'm like, oh, gosh, no. No. I I want to plan the pity holes. (laughs) I want to plan my own events. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So the one that we're doing October 14th of this year, 2023, is called The Gathering. Again, community connection and collaboration. I had this kind of vision or this dream. I probably, when I had Harper or maybe Dax, I was like, you know what? I love to get a manicure and a pedicure. I love to get my hair done. I I kill for a good massage. Mm all the things. But I always joke with my hairdresser. I'm like, is there any way we can like really make this quicker? What can I do so I can be in and out in 45 minutes? 
because time is of the essence. And as much as I'd like to say, I'd like to go sit in a salon chair for an hour and a half. I don't. I get wriggly and squirmy and I feel like I <laughs> things I want to do. I've always dreamt of, gosh, like what if there was like one place I could go? And granted, it's not a lot of aesthetics that are going to be at the gathering, but there will be some. Mm-hmm. But what if I could go somewhere where all of the things that are on my mama ticker that are constantly running through my head of things that I want to take care of that I never find time to do or make time to do but if there was like a magical place that they would be in one spot for one day i would go and make all these connections and learn all these things what if there was a place like that so i decided to create it (laughs) and that's what the gathering is we'll take care of you for the day you arrive wear your pajamas if you want wear your sweats wear your sequin gown i don't care come whatever you're (laughs) And you get fed, you get fed lunch, you get fed spiritually and emotionally and physically because there's going to be everybody from a success and a business coach like Elisa Wilcox, all the way to Erica Hoffmaster, who is a dietitian who specializes in women's health, to Alana Griffin, who is a brilliant tax accountant who knows all the things, Natalie, the business attorney, Mel Klein, who is a TED Talk amazing coach extraordinaire there's going to be all the things there that are going to add to your life and just add to your tool belt i feel like oftentimes when i go on girls weekends i love a girls weekend i love going to sit around with my girlfriends and catch up and chat and share experiences i love it because I get to get away, but sometimes I wish I would come back with like tools, right? Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And you might be relaxed and you might have had a wonderful time and you got a break, but what are you bringing back to apply to your life? What tools did you get when you were away to apply to your life? So I really wanted to make sure that when these women come to the gathering, that they are leaving with tangible tools, whether they listen to Judy Osterage, she's the parenting coach find a new connection in the expo, maybe some really good, I'm drinking this great new collagen that it's going to be there at the expo on display. Do you know what I mean? Just all the things, hitting all the marks. And yeah, I could go on and on. <laughs> I love it. I'm really excited for this event. I've seen you in action in your past event. I know that you love taking care of people. Like you said, get fed spiritually, emotionally, there's going to be lunch, happy hour, the expo, so much for people to do and, and ways to connect with each other. And anytime you can surround yourself with like-minded people, like there's just so much good that comes out of that. So much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the big messages that I want to create or a feeling I want to create is that I'm not like super into kumbaya or that kind of stuff. I think we all have a responsibility to show up and be kind to each other for sure. That starts with you. That starts within us. It's just, I don't think we can curse on here, but just don't be an angel. No, you can. You absolutely can. I have to check a box every time that says explicit language. (laughs) Okay, well, my my daughter would never approve. She hates anything explicit. She gets really upset about it. Okay. Something I literally think in my head all the time is just don't be an asshole. Just yeah. don't be an asshole. It's easy as that. Yeah. It's really not easy as that. But it is creating that feeling and that idea that we're, we are all in this together at the end of the day. And if we could look past 
the shell that we all have, that we all wear every day and look past it. I tell my kids, we have a couple of celebrities that live in the area now that we see. And I tell my kids, I'm like, everybody poops. Everybody poops. We're all human. Yeah. We've all got the things. We've all been heartbroken. We've all struggled with things. We've all had something that's really upset us in our lives or something that we've overcome. Nobody is getting out of this scot-free. All in this. So I think just creating that that feeling of support that I experienced over and over again with what I've gone through in my life is that is what sustains people. And I feel like that is what helps propel you to whatever next level you want to go on. You ask for help. You ask for support. And to complete that circle, you offer it. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know about you, Lisa, but I, again, I wish I could say I'm great at this. I am not the best at accepting help, right? So if somebody says, hey, let me come do this for you today, I'm like, oh, gosh. It makes me feel physically uncomfortable that I'm, a, I'm, that I'm being vulnerable enough to let somebody come in and help me. Now, when I say I experience support through the different things in my life, yes, people actually did things, but it was a also a feeling I had, right? I felt that love. But if you aren't allowing people to do things for you, you are cutting off that circle, right? So then when you go to give them support and they don't receive it from you, now like it's not working, right? Like that circular motion or that circular connection is broken. So there's a really important part of the giving and the receiving, because that's the only way that it continues to work. So with my businesses, especially with the restaurants, and even now, when I didn't know how to do something or I needed support from somebody, I asked for it. I learned from other people. I didn't go it alone because we just talked about this in our Zoom earlier today that it's lonely. And sure, you can have a wonderful idea, but if you're not reaching out to your people or community or sharing that success with others or having having them feel like they're a part of your success, I don't know. Just like I said, it just feels lonely. So yeah. I'm really good at figuring out who can help me do something that I don't know how to do. Yeah. Put the ego down. Yeah, I'm totally. It's, it is a bit ego driven. And I think for women who are strong and independent and not everybody wants to start working when they're 14, <laughs> barely 15. You and I have a similar story there. I was like, let me add them. I want to get a job. I don't want to create stuff. But then the challenge is asking for help because, yeah. you know, there's a, there's independence that comes with that too. But so I think that's actually a good, a good subject because there's a lot that we don't know in our own businesses. And so you reach out and ask for help and. This podcast is called Tech Champagne. We talk about tech here quite a lot with online business. And you've had to implement a lot of tech in this online business. Very different from what you've been doing. So what has that journey felt like to you? It has felt like I'm back in school. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have a teacher like you. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting. I we're on right now. We started at 1230 and we got off the phone 
earlier at what, 9.45 or something like that. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm just going to get this one thing done. And before you know it, two hours have passed because I'm creating something that I'm not used to yet, but I'm loving it. And I'm loving that I'm learning something new and I'm adding to my arsenal. And in such, you and I have collaborated and you and I have made connections with other people. I went to your picnic a couple of months ago. Lo and behold, got two new clients from that because it was like-minded women getting together. And now I have a new tax accountant because I met her there too. (laughs) It has been a different, a very different journey, like you said, as far as the tech stuff goes. But it's not scary because I know that I have people that are in the wings ready to help. And again... I mean, how do you, I don't really know how to say it where you're helping me. I'm not like a little somebody who can't help myself or I'm not like a weakling in a sense. I'm collaborating with you. So maybe if we place that word asking for help, maybe if we could say, I'm looking to collaborate with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to implement it in this way. You do. Let's work together. And really, that's what you and I are doing. But I think if you just change your mindset of you're not lower or not as smart or not as capable as anybody else, you just haven't learned the skills yet. That's okay. You will. Yeah. Um, But reaching out to people, it's not only going to create another friendship or another business relationship or whatever it might be. But again, you're starting again that circle. You're putting that energy out there that you're somebody who has ideas and somebody that's great to work with. Ooh, I love this so much, Jess. And you're someone who not everybody wants to be learning. But and if you don't want to be learning, hire it out. Great. You know, don't look at it. Let it happen. Exactly. But you're someone like you use the language back to me that you didn't really know six months ago. So the tech system, it's in your world now. It's in your business now. Yes, I have collaborated with you in doing it, but you're absorbing like crazy. Not all of my clients absorb the tech stuff, but you really are understanding and absorbing it. And so I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And I have to say, I'm really proud of myself too. Now when I like drop the lingo when I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, <laughs> so, I feel so proud of myself. I know what I'm talking about a li- <laughs> little bit. When I say, I've just scratched the surface, but... Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool to know something and have to add that to my arsenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited for the gathering taking place on October 14th here in Carpinteria, just south of Santa Barbara. It's going to be a fantastic day. And we'll put a link in the show notes for tickets and also to the Connected Co website so people can see what you're all about and join the event. It's going to be so good. Yes. It's going to be so great. I'm very excited. So Jess, thank you so much for being here with me today. It's been so fun talking to you again for the second time today. I love it. <laughs> thank you. And did you also say though, just real quick, that you're going to be a speaker there? What did we mention that? I have not mentioned that yet. Oh, well, okay, well let's. Yeah, you're so, going to be. A- I'm going to be a speaker at this event. I'm going to be delivering a workshop called Money Magic, where we are going over different revenue streams for online business owners. Uh, Some of them can be added to brick-and-mortar businesses as well. So we're going to be doing some money-making there at the gathering. I'm really excited. I love it. Yeah. I love love it. It's going to be really fun. 
And Jess, where is the best place to find you online? Where can people connect with you? On Instagram, I'm at the underscore connected underscore co. My website is theconnectedcoonline.com. And I think that's about it. If somebody really wants to get in touch with me, they can send over a carrier pigeon. I'm getting (laughs) They can reach out to you because all my info too. I also, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne. And I will see you next week. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.